On this episode of Waking Up to Money, we want to help you help your customers buy you. Oh, that's such a cheesy start. Anyway, so we all love choice. It makes us feel in control. And when it comes to pricing, providing options gives your customers some control too. But too many options will confuse them, and unrelated options will confuse them even more. And the more confused they are, the more likely they'll not buy from you because they don't want to make difficult decisions. So you want to make those decisions easy for them. When it comes to pricing, if you're able to provide a manageable number of options that make sense, you're going to increase the likelihood that people will buy. So to help you think about how to present these options, we're going to be talking about the five T's. Turnaround, terms, team, tailoring and teaching. Listen to the episode if you want to find out more about what those things mean. But the ultimate thing that we want to get across is that if you can, never give your customers just one price. Let them choose from a range of prices and make sure that that range makes sense to them. Make sure it empowers them to make a decision that they are comfortable with. So enjoy our witterings on this episode of Waking Up to Money. Yeah, I'm hoping my audio sounds better this time. I was listening to yes, the last week's episode. Oh, Shamash is here. Hello, Shamash. Welcome. Shamash is in the house. Shamash is in the house. We'll be talking to Shamash on Friday about resilience and self-compassion. So um, now I can't think of a way to shoehorn that into today's pricing <laughs> thing. <okay? laughs> I was thinking, oh, what kind of convoluted connection could I make there? None. Oh, no, hold on. What is, um, what's the theme? What's the theme Resilience for? and self-compassion. Right. Well, that is the ideal foundation in which to price confidently, isn't it? Because if you're being kind, if you're feeling resilient, you know, you are connected positively to those around you. That is the kind of positive foundation that is conducive to good relationships, which is conducive to earning well for your work. Amazing save there, Ben. <laughs> Genius, genius connection. Boom, mic drop. That's it, we're out of the house. (laughs) So now, you know, you've got compassion, happiness, pricing, all in one go. We are shamashing the connections. I want to say hello. Uh, Good morning to Nick and good morning, Dizzy. Thank you for joining us. Please say hello in the chat. Uh, Actually, this is something I stole from Anya. Um, who is a member of our community. She's actually going to be hosting a little members uh, happy hour, as we call it, next Tuesday, next Monday, actually. And it's going to be about self-compassion. And uh, the invitation she likes to provide uh, to give us is, what is your internal weather like today? Internal so, weather. Your internal weather. If you were going to do an internal weather forecast or internal weather check, what would it be mm-hmm. like? Um, <clears throat> And so, yes, give us your internal weather check in the chat. Uh, and I want to think about mine. I would say it's um, it's a kind of like sort of lightly cloudy um, sun peeking through through the clouds, but yeah, slightly slightly cloudy, not overcast, not clear blue sky, um, mm-hmm. and gentle breeze. Nice. Okay. Well, my internal weather check, um, taking my cue from the kind of ancient Chinese wise men, uh, my internal weather 
is definitely affected by the external weather conditions and so on. And the external weather conditions were rather affected by fighting a 10-year-old down the road to school. <laughs> uh, and so there was definitely sort of storm clouds in the vicinity, uh, maybe like a deep, low-pressure air system was sitting quite heavy over the streets of Hove. Uh, and so my kind of internal weather is definitely feeling the kind of back end of that storm. Oh. I, so I, I, what immediately sprang to mind is I, I did a Qigong class on Sunday. Uh, and the one of the practices was called, um, was it the rumbling distant thunder? Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely felt the rumbling <laughs> of distant thunder, <laughs> not only in yeah. terms of your temperament. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong uh, with fighting 10 year olds? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Not, not an not a easy way to start the morning. But, um, no. But, yes. Uh, Hello, Jane. Hi, Mark. Hi, Andy. Welcome, welcome. Um, we were just asking, uh, we were just checking in with our own internal weather conditions, and Dizzy is fair to middling. Um, if anyone else would like to share uh, what their internal weather is, Shamash <laughs> is just going to come up with a pun all the way through this. I'm, I'm with you on that, Shamash. Rumbling thunder just after <laughs> can of baked beans. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, That's okay. internal to external weather conditions, but maybe whatever. We can move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we, we, we um, as always, we will try and keep to time uh, to set the scene. No, not wasting time with this not sort of mindless time. chat. <laughs> not mindless. It's um, it's getting people settled and also feeling comfortable with our incompetence. Um, there we go. Uh, what um, what we were going to be talking about today was this idea of. Uh, helping customers buy us or becoming easier to buy. And um, it's w one of these, um, I think, cognitive uh, speed bumps in terms of when I would think about making a choice is like, ah, just give them one option, give them one price, and that will make a customer, you know, make it easy for them because, yeah, it's, 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 they don't have to think, they just buy. Um, and what I learned from you, Ben, was actually that isn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily make things easier. Easier, and so um, we're going to just talk about the the value of providing options, and then how to even think about options if you're trying to think, oh, what what does that mean, and how do I how do I, if I only sell one thing, and we can go into that, how do I provide options about that thing? So, Ben, how would you like to start this? <clears throat> How would I like to start? <laughs> um, where would it be a good place to start? Maybe a good place to start uh, is made just a little bit of a sort of conversation around this thing around the choices, potentially, mm. or the, yeah. the kind of value of choice. Because uh, you, you sort of make reference to learning it from me, but I, I definitely can't make any claim to uh, to own that particular knowledge. <laughs> all, all I've done is borrow it from sort of like, things behind me which is sort of books rather than people um and yeah so i think you know the, from what we kind of know the the kind of human brain is is not kind of good at sort of absolutes it's always it kind of understands in comparison uh and so 
the thing that it's kind of all it doesn't really know if something is good value it doesn't really know if something it being the brain that is it doesn't really know if it's good value doesn't really know if it is um, going to you know particularly do the thing that i want it to do uh, so it's always looking for comparisons to say okay well i understand this in relationship to that uh, and so what tends to happen is when your customers or clients or whatever are, are going to buy something uh, from you, hopefully, uh, <clears throat> there's a kind of there's always doubt, there's always uncertainty. One of the things that we spoke we speak about on this quite a lot. That kind of ambiguity, that uncertainty, is present whenever anyone is buying anything. And so our job is to kind of remove as much of that uncertainty, that ambiguity as possible. Uh, which is why we're, actually one of the things we were talking about a few weeks ago was the different sort of tactical ways of kind of pricing. And we spoke a little bit about pricing by the hour. And one of the attractions of that was that it removes kind of ambiguity. You can go back to those old episodes to catch up on why that maybe only takes you so far. Uh, but this, now I completely lost my thread. Um, the, <laughs> uh, this kind of this thing around uh, sort of not knowing absolutes and kind of wanting wanting comparisons. So when we're when we're providing something to someone, the, the kind of brain is looking to understand better understand what it is, and it can only really do that by comparing. So what happens when we're oftentimes when we are providing a product or a service or whatever it might be, the person who is looking to make that choice will will go looking for comparisons. And uh, they may compare you to somebody who provides something similar. They may compare what you provide to a product which they believe provides something similar. They may compare, to, to any, they may go any which way, but they will always go somewhere to make a comparison a comparison on kind of quality, to make a comparison on outcome, to make a comparison on what the promise is and what might change, and absolutely to make a comparison on price. Uh, and so we kind of have a choice within that. Either we work to try and offer the customer clients choices so we can help manage that process a little bit or we are just a sort of at the whim of the of the of their search, at the whim of the choices that they make. So the the brain in your kind of client customer will always do that. It will go compare, uh, which is obviously the name of a website, but we're not talking about websites. <laughs> the brain will always go compare. Uh, and so our sort of responsibility is to help kind of manage that for the client and to offer them choices so that they don't feel the need to scurry off down the lane uh, and go compare you to somebody who's claiming to be able to offer the same kind of quality and benefit that you are. Mm. Uh so what I was thinking in terms of some of the, the processes behind that um, and what I thought was like our human need for to protect ourselves from harm um, and part of that need being human beings and our brains are such amazing and crazy things that it's to protect ourselves maybe from psychological harm of making the wrong choice. You know, mm. I we're very scared of looking stupid or looking apart from other people. And so we will want to make sure that whatever choices we make are the right choices. And so how do we, how do we gauge that? What is it that we try and do to make, you know, how do we weigh up the pros and cons of something? And because of that, we will find something to, to justify our decisions. Uh, and a classic thing is like, Oh, I'll buy this because it's cheaper than that. And so, I'm making a good decision because I'm saving money. And that's the simplest, most simple, easy way of, of kind of like saying I've made a good choice. But maybe that's not the best choice for the customer. And what they're doing in terms of comparing is they're just using comparisons that don't serve them. 
You know, if I compare the price of a cup of tea to the price of a TV, the TV is going to be ridiculously expensive, but it offers completely different things to the cup of tea. And so the way I I like to think of this now, because, you know, you said, how do we manage that process? For some people, I think for myself, it feels like, oh, it's a bit manipulative. It's actually quite, um, yeah, it's 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 being a bit underhand and trying to psychologically manipulate people. But on the other hand, it's like if I'm actually needing to make an informed decision and I have to spend time trying to find the right information, there's a good chance I just won't find it because mm-hmm. I'm tired, I'm lazy, or you know, there's there's other things on my mind. And actually it would be benefit to me to be given all the right information for me to make the best decision. And that part of that information is being able to make the right comparisons, to mm-hmm. be able to make the right judgments based on the right criteria. And so, you know, on, on the very simplistic level is like having different things that have uh, different prices, let's say, start basic, the basic level to make me get an understanding of value. But uh, if you want to be more sophisticated or be more, I think, authentic about it, it's like, what is the message you're trying to provide? provide people the information trying to provide so that they can make best sense of the decision that they're about to make is that Mm. fair way of looking at it from a not even you know kind of a more fundamental point of view yeah i think it is and and i think just one one thing i would uh sort of pick up on what you're saying about the um the the kind of the, the the lens that we provide and whether the the kind of you know and kind of clearly the words that we use are important so if i say sort of managing the kind of process you know that could be understood as sort of manipulating but equally like as you're sort of talking about i i think like if i think about this in the context of one of the businesses i own the kind of platform that provides meditation courses so we we spoke a little bit about this actually on, on one of the earlier ones as well we, you know, in, in that, a lot of the things on that are provided for free or you can choose to make a donation and you don't have to make a donation, but you can choose to make a donation. And, uh, you know, so you might kind of look at that and go, well, that that's the kind of that that's the only genuine way of doing, it. you know, that's the most genuine and um, sort of compassionate way, generous way of kind of offering it. But essentially what we found is that actually we were kind of we were sort of throwing like a sort of spanner into the mind of the people who were participating. And actually it just created more discomfort. Uh, And the thing is, so in a sense, we also do have a responsibility if we believe, you know, if the purpose of the intent of what we provide is good, because I think that's the the underlying assumption of all of this is that the the service, the products that you're providing are well-intentioned, they have the customer, the clients in mind, that they're, you know, the, the outcome that you're after is positive and constructive and all of those things. I think that's a kind of underlying sort of assumption. And so if that is true, and if that's not true for some people, then you know, uh, you can listen to other podcasts. But I, I think, you know, if that if that <laughs> if that is true, then also you kind of you as the provider of that do have a responsibility to help your clients, your customers get to a point in as kind of, you know, in as easy a way as possible for them to enjoy the benefit of that. And I think that that's kind of what we're talking about. So, you know, yes, it could be under, you know, you might say, no, that's manipulation. Or you can say, you know, actually your clients and customers do need help navigating through this because buying anything is full of uncertainty. It's full of ambiguity. And actually, if we just put the onus fully on them, they will do what we all do, which is go, yeah, I don't think I will. Thanks. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and I think that's the shift that anyone listening to this, I'd like to invite them to to take is rather than thinking about creating options and 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 kind of controlling the the different comparisons that people can see as a way of manipulation, looking at it at it as a way of helping people make sense of the decisions they're trying to make because you really believe in what you do you really really believe in the value you create you really really believe in the value that it's going to create for your customers and so at that point you just want to make make their decisions and their life a lot easier and also for them to be happy about choosing you and paying the money they're going to pay rather than feeling regret or um feeling like they've been conned or manipulated it's like it's you're trying to get them to really commit as well because without their commitment your ability to make any change in their lives is going to be lessened. Uh, a bit of a caveat here as well is like this, I believe, is always going to happen at the end of a longer journey of them knowing who you are, believing in your approach, trusting that you are the kinds of person that they want to work with. And at this point, they're just trying to make a decision, that final step of like, okay, how am I going to work with you? What is it that I'm going to do and how much am I able to spend uh, or how much do I think is the right amount of money to spend in order to get the value I need from you? Um, and so with that in mind, we've got this person in front of them. They want to work with us. We want to give them the right options, but how? And what, mm. you know, it feels like, oh, this is just a blank sheet of paper now I've got to work with. Like, how do I define these options? Um I was wondering, maybe we talk through just some of this, a simple approach, you know, the whole Goldilocks thing of mm -hmm. how to think people use porridge. People, We're selling porridge. porridge. <laughs> selling porridge. If you're selling porridge, how would you think about that? And then maybe uh, we'll just dive in quickly, a more sophisticated way of how do you create those different options? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Go for it, Ben. Okay. I, I did Chamash, I saw a comment. I just was just checking whether it was a question. Uh, but anyway, so uh, you you could read that and tell me. Yeah, if he, a he's he's talking already about the bronze, silver, and gold approach. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So we'll we'll come we'll come back to uh, come back to that. So um, the 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 sort of so kind of just so by by Goldilocks, essentially you're kind of alluding to just different size uh, kind of portions that. Uh, that a, a kind of client might might kind of want, and I, and I think the the kind of point behind all of this is, <clears throat> you know, there's there's very little sort of uniformity really in what a client actually wants, because the thing which sort of sits behind all of this, the thing which happens before Goldilocks, I don't know, maybe this is all going to fall apart on the Goldilocks thing, before Goldilocks kind of wanders <laughs> wanders into the house, is basically everybody, <laughs> every everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, Goldilocks was already in the house, wasn't she? Okay, I'm going to forget Goldilocks. It, but everybody's kind of motivations are different. The things that people want are different. And of course, you know, you might say, no, 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 the thing that they want is the thing that I provide. But actually, that's not the thing that people want. People are taking or using the thing that you provide in order for something else to change. Uh, and one of the things that we talk about on the program is this idea that clients buy two things. They buy good feelings 
and they buy solutions to problems. Uh, and so, you know, all of this talks to kind of the more sort of emotional qualities which sit behind a purchase, or it talks to kind of underlying motivations. But it really kind of hinges on this thing that actually that that everybody's buying a change of something. They're buying the thing that you provide, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, because they want something to change. And the thing that they want to change is the important thing, not the thing that you provide, the thing that they want to change. But the the kind of the 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 kind of the, the sort of tricky bit in a sense is the thing that every that they want to change is, is kind of different and it is personal and it's subjective. Uh, and so the the point around kind of you know different size portions or different kind of ways of sort of doing this is actually when you kind of get into it, the things that people will want vary. So, you know, you might be talking to somebody who, um, uh, they, you know, they have, there's a, there's a kind of problem which is very, very time sensitive. For example, I'm trying to think, well, let's imagine this as, a, as you, all, you, you guys when you were a spook studio. So somebody comes to you, kind of, let's say, they, they kind of need a new website, need a new microsite, whatever it might be. Uh, and um, they're doing that thing which kind of clients do often, which is, it's really important. It's really important. I need this now. I need this now. I need this now. Uh, now, what they're sort of saying to you is, of course, the microsite is not the thing that they are buying. They're buying the microsite because they want something else in their business to change. And what they're saying to you is the thing that they, the other thing that they want to change in their business is really, really important. It's really, really time pressured. I need it now. And so actually what they're saying is that the time is a really important kind of measure in this because you could then say to them, all right, yeah, there's different ways of us putting this microsite together. There's different ways of us working on this. You know, normally we would take eight weeks to do this but you're asking for it in two weeks. So actually the value to you of it being done more quickly is higher. So you might go back to the client and say, look, you know, we know all the things you want. There's different ways that we can do this. You know, if you're willing to kind of go at our normal kind of pace where we can fit in with everything, then the price is this. And that might be the kind of cheapest price. Uh, but then at the other end of the sort of spectrum, if you really need it, in two weeks, so we've got to drop everything else that we're doing and blah, 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 then the price to do it is this. Uh, and then there's a kind of sort of middle sort of timing ground thing in the middle because uh, so a middle price in the option, sorry, a middle option, which basically talks to doing it in a different sort of time. And so the, the kind of the reason that that is a kind of useful sort of example is that what we're sort of talking around there is how quickly you do something might be one of the things which is really, really important to your clients. And again, this is all about just understanding what's really important, because when you do understand what's important, you can start to put prices to those things. So I don't know whether that sort of convoluted way, how, how clear was that? You can, that, you can clear good. that up. And it's, it's made me think. I think, firstly, I need to clarify the Goldilocks approach. And that I was trying to emphasize sometimes people take this very simplistic idea, particularly when it comes to wine. You've got the cheap wine, you've got the expensive wine, you've got the one in the middle, particularly in a restaurant. I'll go with the safe one in the middle because it's just right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just trying to just work based on, based on some kind of clever or simplistic psychology. We go for the middle. And that's, that's one way. And I see a lot of people doing that gold, silver, bronze, so that they, they're trying to push everyone to the silver because that's, that's the way they want to work. I think a more sophisticated way I believe now learning more about this and even when you're talking about time on one hand you said all right we need to drop things and so that's why it's going to cost more so immediately there's this current question about actually um, I'm justifying why I'm charging you more because I'm going to have to drop other clients and there's an issue there 
actually, I was thinking in a more powerful way or in a more intentional way, it, whether I have other clients or not, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is like, if you want it in two weeks, there is value there and that's why it costs that much. If that is mm-hmm. valuable to you, then you pay that much. But if actually getting it in eight weeks isn't as valuable, we'll do the same thing, but it's going to take you eight weeks and you pay less. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, and it's taking it very simplistically, but it's like you're talking to what where is the value in your client's head because we sometimes mm-hmm. think as suppliers the value is like you said the stuff and so the stuff costs the same whoever i talk to but actually the same stuff could cost ex- so much more could be so much more valuable to someone because of time and the time pressure for instance like when lawrence and i had our traumatic 2018 summer camp experience <laughs> where we had to totally shift all of us, uh, um, the whole of the venue of the summer camp over, t- you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, I was not ready to just haggle on price for a tent that is going to ho- host 150 people to be able to do talks. It was going to be like, okay, just tell me what are the options. If we need it now, that's valuable. Yes, we'll buy it. You know, it was less about, oh my god, you know, you know, whether well, this is the same tent. Why does the same tent have to? Go? No, it's I need it. <laughs> Mm. And so in my head there, the value was, if I can get it now, I will, I, I know how much I'm going to pay, or I, I've got the budget, but even still, I will be happily, I will play with that budget if it means I can get that 10. Mm-hmm. And so f- I think for a lot of people, and I, I'm even talking to myself, you know, in my pre-pricing enlightenment days, um, it'd be like, oh, oh, that feels uncomfortable. I couldn't do that. That feels a bit, you know, that doesn't feel right. But actually if it gives me peace of mind as the buyer that I will get something in the time I need, I'm willing to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And and so time is just one of the many, or well, the five things that mm-hmm. um, you can start working with in terms of, I think, getting those snig- signals from the customer as to which of these things are, are key in their mind when they're thinking about value. Um, mm-hmm. And given that we've got five minutes left, you know, <laughs> you know, just like drop that 5T bomb onto people's brains. Yes. Um, so, and, and maybe we can, we can come back, we can come back to any of the teas that we don't give a kind of proper, proper sort of time to um, at another point. Um, because I think, yeah, what, what, you, I, firstly, just a quick sort of acknowledgement. I think that what you were saying there about the kind of value thing and sort of being confident that that is the right thing, what you said there, that would be the thing to it. Because, like you say, you know, what I kind of inadvertently did is I sort of was talking myself down, I was sort of justifying to myself why the higher thing is right. And of course, what we the practice with all of this is not negotiating with ourselves but actually kind of sort of stepping confidently into what your clients and customers want. Anyway, I've now used another minute without getting to the other T's. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we talk about time and the, the, that, you know, equally is the other word around that is kind of turnaround. How quickly you're going to do something uh, is often a really, really important thing. And I guess one of the caveats with this is that, you know, some of these things are relevant to you guys listening. Some of these things are not. Because, uh, like, for example, uh, one of the points is kind of team. Who's doing the work? Now, I know lots of people who um, who kind of listen to this are, are kind of they're, they're sole traders. They're people who do 
their work on their own. And so in some senses, of course, then this doesn't kind of apply to them. If you were kind of part of a, of a network or, you know, what it does kind of allude to. So the point around this is, again, taking the the sort of the the your, the spook studio thing as a as sort of as a way in to this. Again, so time, how quickly I might want something done is going, could be one of the key considerations that people have. But equally, they may, one of the key considerations is that actually you and Lawrence worked on this. Uh, and so again, the, the who is doing it, because that talks to a kind of reassurance they have or ideas they have about what's important. The thing that is valuable for them is that those people work on it. And again, that's talking to a kind of a value point. Well, if these people work on it, then the price is this. But there are other ways of getting to the solution you want. Therefore, the price could be that. So uh, if time is one thing, team is another thing. Who is kind of working on things? And, and maybe there is actually a, uh, a kind of live cast theme here for uh, something we can pick up after Christmas, which is how you might play with this if you were a sole trader. Because I think there are things you can do. You know, people start to add extra kind of products in, different ways of consuming the things that you do. Um, and I think that there could be a, a way of helping sole traders play with this point. But now I've used another minute talking about future episodes without even answering this episode. So we had team, uh, we had time. Uh, another thing is terms. And this is something that people can kind of play with. You know, oftentimes we, we might be having a conversation with somebody uh, and uh, again, another sort of slight distraction. One of the things that I'll include in the little um, summing up email that we can send around to this is the little video that we put together when we talked about similar things before, which is about pricing for coaching. Uh, because a lot of these things are covered in that and so we'll include that in the separate newsletter. But this thing around the terms, what people pay um, and how people pay rather is is another thing on which it's kind of it's kind of good to negotiate on because you might say, look, the value of my expertise, the value of my coaching, the value of my service, the value of my product, you know, for you, um, I believe is 10, 20, whatever, thousands of pounds, whatever the, the number is. So it is that. But the client is saying, but I can't, you know, I can't pay that now. So it's like, okay, well, I could do that, but could you pay me three? whatever the number is, over X number of months in order to, to get it. How, you know, that you can always divide the payments up. You can play with the pricing terms to make it an easier way for a client or customer to get the value of what you do. So time, turn around, team, terms was another. So the, the kind of fourth of these is around kind of tailoring, essentially. And um, again, this is a kind of um, this is sort of like the the kind of love child of terms a little bit, if you like. So, you know, you might say to your, your clients and customers, you know, typically the value of what I do is this. And if I do it, you know, in these kind of ways, then that would be the price. And maybe you've spoken to them about different ways of kind of breaking those pricing up on the kind of terms of it. But, you know, and but then you kind of the, the client, the conversation with the client customer is kind of wanting to explore that further. How can you tailor? How can you tailor the thing that you do? So maybe it dices it up a little bit or divides it up a little bit or the kind of sort of service is packaged up in a different way so that you're kind of tailoring it essentially. So you're kind of putting together different as if it were a kind of sort of jigsaw puzzle. And I think that will be kind of that will feel more applicable to some people than others. But, you know, taking a flexible approach, tailoring the thing that you do um, so that it can be consumed and enjoyed in different ways is the fourth of the T's. Look, we're racing through and it is 45 minutes and the fifth, <laughs> the fifth of the, the fifth of the T <laughs> um, is this feels like I'm sort of commentating on a horse race. <laughs> 
And there they are, and the 50 is coming along on the outside, and the 50 is teach. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) again, this is, you know, a kind of variation on the kind of the the tailoring idea. You know, you you have expertise, you have knowledge, you have insight, you have all of this kind of good knowledge, which helps your clients and your customers enjoy some kind of change. Now, you know, another way of kind of dividing up for the purposes of options is, look, you know, I could come like you had on your uh, Friday fireside a few months ago, Tad Hargrave. So clearly, you know, a marketing wizard and looks quite wizardy too. So he's kind of wizardy marketing wizard. Now, if you take someone like him, um, he could, if you were thinking about the sort of teacher, his work is, is about teaching, essentially, isn't it? I mean, there's a, all these resources which are about sort of teaching. So he has kind of packaged his wisdom, his knowledge up into videos, into courses, all of these things. So you could choose to consume those on your own, right? And so that might be the kind of lowest value option because he's already, that stuff's all out there. Um, you know, it's the, the onus is on you to do the work. Um, or there might be a kind of middle ground where essentially he's kind of, uh, you know, maybe through kind of coaching, maybe through some sort of kind of one-to-one thing where he is kind of a sort of active agent in the sharing of the knowledge. So there's you, there's him working together in a merry dance. Uh, and the, or the alternative, which, you know, could be the highest thing, is he says, no, no, I will do your marketing for you. I will do the marketing for you. So if the kind of the lowest value option was the onus is on you. The middle option is this this kind of sort of merry dance where we're doing it together. The highest value option is, okay, I will take your marketing problem and I will do that for you. Uh, And so, again, that's the kind of sort of the the teaching element, uh, which is kind of another way of kind of breaking up the prices. And then all the horses crossed the finish line and that was the end of the race. Yeah. (laughs) Shamash is like whipping up his thumbs going, (laughs) didn't tackle my question. Now, hopefully, Shamash, that's tackled your question in terms of how to how to think about these bronze, silver, gold packages. Because essentially, all of those um, all of those five T's for me are um, invitations for us as purposeful entrepreneurs to discover what's important um, in our customers' lives, other than the things that we're doing. Uh, and I think the more, and it works, I think, best when you are providing, uh, you can have conversations one-to-one and you can do this on an individual basis. I think you can really max out the possibility of creating the right value proposition and, and work, using the right elements to understand where the value is for your customer. But also, I think when you are, I think if, like when you're talking about courses and programs and things like that, it's interesting how... Um, how people where people are most comfortable and then when you're talking about teaching like you know you can look at it do it yourself cost this much do it um in a group cost this much do it you know i teach you directly cost this much and there's this ladder but also there's an invitation as well maybe doing it on your own for someone is more valuable than doing it in a group Mm mm-hmm or actually, the learning is exactly the same, but there's a preference, a proclivity to do to work on 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 your own. Mm-hmm. And so there's an invitation here not to get too hung up or like bronze, silver, gold, but also to play with the idea. Actually, maybe the group one is the same price as the solo one, but I we you know as a, a supplier, you know, some of you just love to work on your own, so you yeah. do this. Some of you like to work, and and you can do it anytime you want. So it costs the same amount. Um, but some of you just like to work in a group and it's over a very fixed period of time. 
So it's it's then basing it on, ah, oh, I'm that person. So that's why I buy that. And and that makes it, it makes sense to me as to why I choose you and I choose that way of working with you. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's what uh, I've learned today in terms of a way of thinking about it and not getting caught up always with necessarily different amounts, but also just really different ways to make sense of the choice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, uh, any uh, post-race analysis, Ben? <laughs> well, there's a stewards' inquiry, um, so we'll have to come back to that. Uh, no, I think my only post-race uh, analysis was that you know I think uh, I'm going to definitely watch this back again, and uh, anybody listening, <laughs> they don't have to do the same. I'm going to watch it back again because I think we kind of drops in the race like a multitude of seeds, which all in and of themselves could be entire episodes. Uh, yeah. which if we're not careful, we'll just be trampled into the ground by the next race, which is due out of the gates uh, in minutes. You are flogging a dead horse. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, yes, on that next horse race, <laughs> the gates will be opening again next Wednesday at 9.15. Uh, it's going to be the last episode of uh, this year. Uh, we're actually going to take a bit of a, a, a tangent direction here, and we're going to talk about kids and money. And it's a bit about money stories. We're coming up to Christmas, this whole thing. Oh, I want a present. And, and then, oh, what, what, does a, what does a good present mean? And then how does that connect to our stories about money, the stories that we might be passing on to our kids about money, maybe what we were like as kids and working with money. So this is going to be a bit more playful one. But I think also a more fundamental one. Uh, and maybe it sounds like in January we're going to have like basically five weeks of the five T's, culminating with the sixth week of just how do we work with them. And, and maybe we can workshop that. We can invite people on and we say, all right, let's 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 work with the T's and see how they can work for your particular business and, and your particular mm-hmm. type of customer. Yeah, Shamash, it would be good to have you on and we could do a, we could do a live session around your question uh, yeah, and looking at sort of specific Shamash examples. Shamash it all together. Exactly. Pshamash. <laughs> awesome. Take care, everyone. And uh, sign up to the newsletter if you want to get... Uh, hit green. Hit green. Hit green on the uh, on, on Crowdcast. Uh, and, yeah, we're going to send out an email with the video that Ben mentioned uh, earlier in the episode. Uh, and also, it's just an easy way to get notifications of when these are coming out and links to the recordings, whether it's the podcasts or the videos. Until next time, take care. Laters. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Waking Up to Money podcast. If you are curious about learning more about pricing happy, then go to our website, happypricing.co, where you can sign up to our newsletter and receive alerts about when the new episodes are coming up and any other happy pricing tips that we put out. You can also go from there to our YouTube channel where you can watch all of our archives of live happy pricing webinars. And if you want to go a step further, you can sign up to our happy pricing course, um, which will be launching in autumn 2021. So go to the site to pre-register or contact myself or Ben. Um, You can get me on carlos at happystartups.co. And you can get Ben on ben at 10percentbetter.co. 
Looking forward to hearing from you.